Welcome to part two of this incredible interview I've been having with Christine Taylor. If you did not listen to part one yet, that was yesterday's episode, episode 115. Pause right now and go listen to that because they are, they need to be listened to one after the other. It'll be confusing if you start in the middle of the conversation. So go listen to that episode first and then come back to this one once you've had time to do that. Um, I'm sitting down with Christine to talk about imaging prayer, connecting with God, how we know that what we are seeing and thinking and hearing is actually from him and not just things that we are coming up with ourselves and how we can just use this to direct our business and to follow down the right path. And it's, I thought it was such a beautiful, fruitful conversation. I hope that you enjoyed the first part and that you're back here ready to listen to part two. Um, I hope that it's pouring into you as much as it poured into me. Um, so without any more delays, let's get back into this interview with part two. Hey friend, welcome to Grow an Online Community. Do you want more authentic engagement in your Facebook group? Are you looking for an easy way to grow your group in less time? Are you wondering how a community can help grow your business? Hey, I'm Sarah. When I started my online business, I struggled to connect with my audience on social media. I tried it all, DM strategies, Instagram stories, and even reels, but none of it created an authentic connection that made them want to work with me. But when God asked me to start a Facebook group, I discovered just how incredible this platform was for creating a meaningful community online. In this podcast, we're going to chat about Facebook group growth, engagement strategies, and how to create a meaningful community so you can grow the business God has called you to. So grab a coffee and pull up a chair because it's time to build your community. I know that you're tired of hearing crickets every time you post. You feel like it's not even worth the effort because it doesn't seem like anyone is reading your content. Maybe you've even taken breaks from creating content for your Facebook group because you're exhausted from the effort that you're putting in when it feels like people aren't interested in what you have to say. First, I want you to take a deep breath and trust that God has a purpose for every single piece of content that you post. And second, I want you to consider joining Facebook group foundations. My engagement strategy took me from feeling like I was talking to a wall to having loads of comments on my posts and a 400% engagement rate. It's possible for you to have a thriving community where people are interacting with you and each other. And I want to show you how. Head over to sarahbeisel.com slash Facebook group foundations and join us now. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-E-I-S-E-L.com slash Facebook group foundations. I'll see you inside. I love that exercise of like the way that you break all those different layers down. And I think, and it sounds, a lot of people do like to do Bible journaling, which sounds like a very similar kind of idea where you're just breaking something mm -hmm. down. Oh, yes, that, that's, that's and, part and, of this. This one yeah. of many things you can do. Mm -hmm. I love that's that. Exactly it's, like, right. it's like asking the question, like, how does this thing apply to me right now in this moment? Like, that's where a lot of the heart of this is, I think, for us, rather than like, the big picture things and the big concepts are still so important for us to think about, but also like right now, how do we apply the Bible to me right now? <laughs> like, what are we doing right now? I love that. Oh, next. And this, these are all closely related, right? And they all tend mm -hmm. to follow each other because every one of these disciplines I'm going to talk about, uh, Bible meditation, which we'll talk about very briefly, but that's what that is. 
mm-hmm. uh, being able to listen for God, especially over decisions or, or what do I do right now? What do I do? And mm-hmm. what do I do questions, which are super important because God's a very practical God. And he tells us what to do. What about when you can't hear him? And then the third one um, I'll talk about briefly, which is imaging prayer. And that's where God comes to you and tells you what you need. Mm-hmm. That's really cool stuff. That's the dreams and visions part. Anyway, but let me go to, so now you're, you're meditating in the Bible and you're looking at circumstances, right? I mean, of course you are, because you're trying to see what the will of God is. And you're like, I can't decide, Lord, why you won't, would you, why won't you just tell me? Or, or, or a woman will think that's, that's not very nice and she won't say that to God, but God knows what she's thinking. Give me a break. Yeah. It's okay to say, what the frick, Lord? <laughs> I need yeah. to know. We've all had that conversation. At all one point. had that conversation. <laughs> and if we don't, God's like, you know, I, I can hear you. <laughs> so um, that, and, and that's happened to me only maybe in the last, I've had answers for that. Mostly in the last three years, because some things have been perfectly clear, right? And I've done it. But other things, especially around my new business ministry, because that's really what it is, I has not been nearly as clear. Mm. And oh, Gord, I need to know who's my ideal client, and uh, and he's just not saying anything. It's crickets, crickets. And I remember this. I was in my bedroom about a year ago, and I thought, well, now wait a minute. I said, how can he answer me? How can he, I hear him? If I'm yelling at him all the time, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. He's like, I will when you can hear me. (laughs) So I just said, okay, I'm going to stop asking about this. You know what I need to know. Now, I'm not saying it always happens this fast, but it often does for me anyway. And I'm very anxious. I have lots of obsessive thoughts. The next morning I got up, I wasn't, I was just thinking about feeding the cats. I wasn't thinking about the business question. Mm-hmm. Went into the kitchen, started opening the, can- the cans, and went, oh, there it was. There it was, over a can of cat food. And I can't tell you how often that has happened to me now, but I had to be silent. But I was silent because I was sick of thinking about it. And I knew that he couldn't get through to me that way. I can't tell you how often, though, the answer comes in the morning. You know, when I'm scared to look at the mirror and I forgot to make the coffee and I'm probably swearing and, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. So mm. that's very often a how you have to stop so you can hear yeah. whatever that means to you. And how, what is that like? What does that look like for people that are having a hard time stopping and actually creating that silence? Because it can be it's a real discipline and it's real tricky if you're not used. Well, to you know that. what? I am not very silent person inside even though i have a contemplative practice all the stuff i do is very practical and doable i'm not a very quiet person at all you know what i did i just stopped asking i literally stopped asking that question now you don't have to say about everything in my life i'm never going to ask again that no 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 take a, a thing a question one issue that you've been asking god for answers for and you haven't gotten it you say i'm i'm gonna stop asking stop asking Read a book, see a movie, do something else. Whenever you hear yourself go, well, how about you say, no, I'm not going to. Mm. That's fairly easy to do with a very, very um, uh, 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 finite, distinct question. The question may be super important, but it's only one question. You just start, stop, just don't pray about it. God's got this. 
And you can say that. He's got it. Mm. Also, remember, he's on your side. And he's going to help you keep silence. He really is. Mm. And in my experience, like I said, it's not universal. In my experience, it did not take him long to answer at all. I have a feeling that's because I was new to it. Some other stuff has been taking longer, but now I know. Mm. Now I know it. Yeah, it's just as, as frankly, as practical and pretty miraculous as that. Yeah. And through that process, like if you're finding for some of these questions that the answers are taking longer, mm-hmm. how do you, what kind of things do you do to A, be patient and B, to to trust? Like, do you have specific like verses you like to remind yourself of or any specific exercises to like try and like keep your brain from going down that road? Like, what does that mm-hmm. look like practically? Yep. yep. All the above. And again, they're <laughs> so integrated with each other. Now, and I do them all at the same time period. I do it in my journaling time. Um, you can call it your quiet time. It doesn't matter when you do it. And um, I have some friends, specifically neurodivergence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really classify that way. I think I, I sneak up on it sometimes, but I don't believe I'm neurodivergent. I, I really don't have ADHD, but I, though I do have uh, generalized anxiety disorder. But I have trans who are autistic and profoundly ADHD. They have to break it up during the day. And that is okay, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. Nevertheless, the process remains the same. Yeah. Um, this is taking the quiet. Now, when you don't know how to be quiet, how do you be quiet? Well, it's not easy. You learn. But you learn with the spiritual disciplines. I come back to that and meditation. Mm-hmm and contemplation. What I do myself, now I do study the Bible. I don't necessarily do the Bible study at the same time. I can, and and I sometimes do, not always. I want to hear God. So I start by reading the Bible. Now I go, you don't have to do, not everybody has to do anything. You could just read one verse a day and that is absolutely fine. Um, I do a Bible in a year translation. So every, I, I should say a um, version. So I read the Bible through every year, but that's important to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I don't feel like you have to do that, but you do read the Bible. And even though I'm reading a set amount of text in a day to get through to the end at December 31st, I'm done. I still mark those verses that call to me. They literally call to me. Oh, oh, oh. And I don't stop and think why I do underline them, highlight them. So then when I'm done with the day's reading, or other people may just read till they hear that. Oh, and then you stop there. There's no right Mm -hmm. or wrong way of doing it. But you will have a word or a verse or a passage that interests you. And that's what we talked about just a few minutes ago with uh, Mm -hmm. with just a a sample. How might someone who's a young mom and super busy with work and family talk, think about Romans 12, 2 and about transformation? That's the meditation part of it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm actually getting into a framework of of meditation and hearing God called Lexio Divina or divine reading. And I haven't forgotten about the about the uh, uh, how do you know it's God part yet? That's common. Mm-hmm. But still do remind me if I forget. Yeah. Uh, Lexio Divina comes from the uh, sixth century it's when we first knew it. And it's related to the Benedictines. Uh, but it's it's for anybody who's who's a Christian believer. Lexia Divina is a four-step framework. It's so easy. It's fairly short. 
you start off by reading what God brought your attention to already. Mm. Just read through the verse a few times. The second stage is meditating on it, which is what we already talked about. Yeah. Very simple. I'd suggest writing these things down as a journaling part. Again, don't let it stop you if you're not sure you want to do that. The third one, and these are all techniques in themselves that are extremely helpful for any believer. The third one is praying scripture. What that is, is taking a piece of scripture and turning it into the first person and talking directly to God. Mm. So, uh, for example, um, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear your rod and your, and your staff come for me. You are leading me, your rod and your staff come for me. To put that into first person, when you're going through the valley of death, you say, Lord, I really feel like I'm walking through a minefield here. I, I, I feel like I'm in a canyon and I can't see anything and the sky's dark. And I mean, whatever it is that you're feeling, say mm -hmm. that. But Lord, I know that you're with me. You're right there. You're right there. And you're armed. You're armed for bear. And I'm not going to be afraid. Now, I'm super dramatic and you don't have to be that dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Everything's a story. But Pray the scripture. People go through psalms like that, and mm. it's very profound. So, but yeah. in this simple little framework, you've got reading, meditating. What does this mean to me? What's he telling me? Praying the scripture back to him, which is simply putting it first person in prayer to God. And then the fourth part, and that's the, the second discipline that I want to get to now. And this will include how you know. It's his voice. Um, the fourth stage is contemplation, which mm -hmm. again, you can contemplate with or without doing Lexio. It's a part of it. You can certainly do it separately. What there are two. Okay. Contemplation is a big thing. So let me be very specific to the type of uh, contemplation. That is the prayer of the heart or the prayer of silence called both things. And this is where you're silent before God, either with or without your imagination. In the one with imagination, I'll talk about that more because that's what I do. So I teach that. The Holy Spirit enters and he tells you what it is that he knows that you need. There's nothing wrong with us asking questions of when we're supposed to, like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. But in this one, the Holy Spirit gives you through a series of images and sometimes words as well. What he wants you to know. The other part, the other type is the felt presence of God. This, frankly, is more well-known in classic Christian mysticism. But this mm. is, is being in silence. and But it's not only silence where you just don't think anything. You invite and ask for the felt presence of the Lord to fill you up. Mm. Okay, so those are both the same type of the prayer of silence, different with each other imaging or image less yeah. now the imaging one which is as i said what i teach though i'll, I'll teach uh, the other as well to people obviously benefit most from that this is not a daydream and although i might and in some cases i do i might give the opening image to you the starting image as god gave it to me um let me give you one now now it, were we on a call together i would simply do it with you um yeah. But I will describe the process as it would have happened. All right. Yeah. 
So uh, sometimes God will grant you an opening and starting image just all by yourself. And it's quite spontaneous as with the Holy Spirit. Many times, as I said, because people don't know how to do that yet or prefer someone else to do it. Then the Lord will give me the image that he wants the other person or people to work with. And I'm perfectly happy to do it either way because the Lord does it either way, depending on what people need. Uh, for example, I run a, um, it's so wonderful. I run a, an imaging prayer group on Friday mornings. We do it over Zoom. And three weeks ago, I think, the image that God gave me, and I described it to the group. So let me use that as an example. Was this. Um, you're standing, I would say, I said to them, in a clearing. It's in the woods, but it's not particularly thick. What you're looking at is an old-fashioned well. There's brick is making up the, the walls around it. And there's, there's a lip. There's an mm -hmm. old, it looks all beat up and practically falling down, but an old wooden platform with a, a bucket that's full of holes and hangs off from the rope. You're close enough to look in, very careful, but it's coming about to your waist. Mm -hmm. And you do see dark water. Then that's it. I say, all right, go into silence and see what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you. See, I don't keep on going. And it's mm -hmm. fine to guide people through. There's no problem at all. But it, I'm not. I stop. I just pray for people as they do it in silence. It's not a daydream. Because the other thing I teach is that you can tell right away. And I've never seen this fail once. And I, I've gone through hundreds of these with people and then my own. Never once has anyone failed to recognize that they took control. Because it's completely different. It's night and day. You know right away what you're doing. Yeah, and at first it's tempting. You're like, oh, I know what will happen. You're thinking of a movie or a TV show. And you're like, oh. Because <laughs> you ain't doing it. It's the yeah. Holy Spirit doing it. And he feels entirely different than you. Mm. It is this feeling and the sense of internal rightness is itself a gift from the Holy Spirit who reveals his presence to you. And that's how you know. And the more mm -hmm. you listen, the more you hear, the more you know. So yeah. that's the answer to how do I know. And that's why the Bible comes first and why you must keep doing Bible study or, yeah. or sitting under teachers. Because that way, if you're having this imaging prayer and it's like, whoa, wait, what? I, You'll know your Bible. Know your Bible. Mm -hmm. Then you'll know if that's not from the Lord. But uh, that has, in all my experience, and I've got a lot of it going past years, Every every single one of them recognized when it wasn't the Lord's Lord, yeah. and that hardly ever happens because they feel right away. Oh, I'm a oh, because what they did then was each one came back and said, "Here's what I saw," and even though they each started with the image, it was as they imagined it anyway, not me, right? Yeah, that's why I don't show pictures. I don't show them photos. I could, but I don't. Yeah, and and every one was entirely different. One, a couple of them fell in. One of them netted something and brought up this sea creature. Others were like, wait a minute, I'm not in the forest. I'm in a desert and I found an oasis. You know, and yeah. different, different, different. And then we Very would cool. interpret for each other as God wills it. So the mm -hmm. spiritual gifts are just running around this whole group of women. But that's then what you do. Now, if you're doing it by yourself, which which I do mostly for my own. 
you have the image you received what the Holy Spirit showed you and you say, Lord, please help, help me know what this means. And I journal those. Mm. Okay. But group or not, same process. Mm. And that's, that's, that's how you know. And sometimes the Lord gives physical clues. Like when I know, I know the Holy Spirit is always within us. He's always acting in power. But when the, I call it showing off. When he's showing off, when something really big is happening, yeah. uh, I get uh, chills in my shoulders. And if it's really, really big, I get it from the top of my head down to my waist or my knees or my ankles. I joke that I've never felt it down to my toes yet, but I think that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like for right now, I'm cold, but it's not. And the Holy Spirit is working between us, mm. but that's not the chills of, yeah. of felt power. Mm. But He will do that. He will do that too. I love that you just as you've been describing this whole process. It's actually funny because I used to do this like without even knowing that this was like a, an actual process. I was on my um when I still lived in Scotland. I was on my church's prayer team because I really mm. felt called to like push into my prayer giftings and. One of the things that we would do before our services would spend time just praying to see if there was things that God would want us to be praying for for the service because they would like, you know, read a list like some of the things we think God is leading us to do our prayer for, you know, X, Y, Z, ABC. And we'd read it out to the church that if people if that spoke to people, they could come up and we would pray for them. It was a really cool process. And I would yeah. use I used to sit there because I was like, well. I don't know how to hear from God. Like, I don't know how, how's God going to tell me what other people need prayer for? Like, I don't know how this works. And so I would actually take myself through this process. So funny. I would be like, okay, well, I need to clear my mind and see where God's taking me. So I would sit there and I would always start with the same picture. I would start with like, be, I would visualize myself being like an eagle on a tree flying uh -huh. over the forest. And I'm like, okay, well, when the eagle lands somewhere, that's something for me to focus on. And I would just, because I needed a way to keep my Love brain it. focused because otherwise I would just get distracted. I'd be like, people are talking, there's things going on. I'd be like, Ooh, what's going on? So I was like, okay, how do I focus my mind? Let's picture myself as a little bird flying over the trees. And then, you know, sometimes I would, you know, fly across and I would encounter a person. I'm like, all right, okay, what's this person? What are they doing? So it's so funny to hear you like describe this process. Cause like I've, I've, I've been doing that for a really long time without no. any idea that this is an actual it, thing. It actually is. Contemplative so prayer and using the sacred imagination. It's so cool. funny. I love it. It's like, I really need to like lean back into it because it's been a while since I've gone through this process, but I really love it as a way to still the mind and to focus on something and it's how and like coming back to how do you know if it's you or this or the spirit leading you it's mm -hmm. like sometimes something would pop into my mind be like oh i wonder if this person needs a prayer and i'm like nope that's not me like let's fly away from that it's like a totally different thing like it's i don't totally know where it is it comes different. from a different it comes from a different place like for exactly. me i feel like if it's something that i'm bringing to mind it comes from my mind but if it's something god's bringing to mind it comes from my heart like and i don't know if everyone has that same you know, it's going to feel different to each person, but that's how, the like, one of the ways I be. would feel the difference. Yeah, the tight, how the feeling comes to you. But it, as I said, in my in my experience, no, everyone is immediately recognized when they started to try to direct it. They mm. immediately knew it and stopped. It's amazing because yeah. it's different. Now, let me point something else out to you. Not only was that imaging prayer, which are the dreams and visions given by the Holy Spirit. This was, in your case, and I have no idea if you practice the gift or or anything, but it was prophecy also. Mm. Imagery prayer is not always prophecy, but it often yeah. contains elements of it. And sometimes, especially in intercessory prayer, when you're praying for someone else or you see a vision for someone else, 
that's prophecy right then. That's and interesting. There. Yeah. I'd never really thought about that. Cause yeah, it was. Cause we were, we liked the idea of, you know, just seeing, cause obviously, you know, the whole service was, you know, spirit connected. And it's like, okay, well you're leading the service. So what do you want us to do today? And so as the people on this prayer team, what, what, what do you want us to pray for? And obviously people would come up for anything that they have on their mind, but there's so many times like sitting in the service where they would say, we really want to pray for someone that has, like, I remember my, my flatmate actually came up with something. I can't remember if it was me or someone else that got the image, but someone was like, someone's got a toothache that needs prayer for a toothache. And so they read it out in service, like, okay, if you've got a toothache, come up for prayer. And my flatmate came to me, um, just the way that it worked out. I thought it was so funny. She's like, I've got a toothache. Like, I need prayer for this toothache. And I got to pray for her and her toothache was was healed. It was awesome. It was, like wow. the first, it was the uh, first time I'd ever experienced like a direct, like an actual direct healing, healing also, which is very yeah. cool. But it's like, yeah. the whole thing connects up. Um, you know, like yes, she might does. not have come up for prayer if someone hadn't said there's a toothache. Someone's got wow. a toothache. It's just like such a cool experience to be part Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Man. So let's bring it back to like a bit of we're just having such a fun conversation, but like yeah. <laughs> bring it back, bring it back to like a business context. Oh, 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 <laughs> to right. refocus. Okay. I know we're just having so much fun getting into this, but like, okay, so how do we use this in a business context? So if we've got like like let's I'm just thinking, like, if we've got big questions that we really want to be partnering with God to get answers for in our business. Mm-hmm. Would the, this process I would be the same kind of thing? Would we just start this process by asking a question and then allowing the silence to lead us? Like, what would that look like if we're trying to do when that in business? Com- yeah, yeah. That's let me get. Remind me of that specific question, uh, so I don't forget to answer you. Let what I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Uh, this all is about your business and your personal life. There is no distinction. But here's the thing. Not but because for Christian entrepreneurs. Their business is their lead uh, is a leading edge of spiritual growth. Mm. That's where the rubber is hitting the road in the business. You can't help but impact your business by becoming closer to God and listening because he knows what you need to know. So everything I described is for the whole person, including very much including your business it's running, it's decisions, it's starting, it's ending. Because the Lord will speak to you. And you will, like in Romans 12 too, be able to know his will the more you are transformed hmm. by his word. So there is no difference. Yeah, I love that. And it's actually, it's it's such such a simple answer, I think, to such a, mm-hmm. a pro- like not a problem. It's a, it's a problem that we make it a lot bigger be. in it's our challenge. heads. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you're, yeah. And if I think to some of the most, like the in, most influential business leaders that I know that I'm personally influenced by, I think the thing that's always stood out to me is how connected to their faith they are. Like that's always been the thing that has been so not impressive in like a showy way, but it's like, wow, you're just like, you just, you move in sync with, with, with God. And that's so cool. Like, how do I get to that place where we just move in step with each other? And I think that that's, it's a struggle at the beginning when you're feeling maybe a little bit out of step, but it is a, just this process, as you're mm-hmm. saying. It's like focus on your own spiritual growth. That's going to be the key to everything. Such yes. a simple answer, but I love it. <laughs> it. Exactly right. Like you were saying, everything is connected. And let me say something to 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 you. Um, I remember this from last time. You, because you mentioned you know, I, I, the people that you look to, they're Christian influencers, right? The ones that you know, you just know are the legit thing and, mm-hmm. and they're working. I remember 
that you were talking about. You didn't name me names. You don't need to. But somebody was a coach and she had a good program. It wasn't that, but you just felt increasingly weirded out about it. Yeah. <laughs> quit, right? I remember that. Yeah. And But you can also read when people do have an, an honest and good walk with the Lord that, and I'm saying this now to you specifically and other people who can relate to that, is discernment of spirits, which often mm -hmm. goes along with prophecy. Mm-hmm. So that's, it sounds like you don't have any trouble claiming your spiritual gifts, which I think is great. Some people do, and it's harder for them. Mm. But if you haven't yet claimed a sermon of spirits, that's what that is. Wow. So interesting. This has been such a good conversation. This has gone oh. so much longer than I had anticipated, but we've just been having such a good, a good time that I didn't want to, I didn't want to. It was great. No, I was like, maybe she'll ask me something else. <laughs> no, I'm really, just like, really, I've really just been so fascinated it. with this conversation. It's been so good. So because you have so much wealth of knowledge to share. If people want to, you know, dig into this more, or learn more from you, where where should they go to go find out more? There, I got a bunch of stuff out there, but I think the best way is to, um, well, in your show notes for the podcast, would you mind, I'm sure you wouldn't mind because you asked me about it, uh, put in the link to my, to my excerpt. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, the full-length book, you might be super interested in. You can get that today on Amazon because I think that is just right up your alley mm -hmm. because it hits imaging prayer, intercessory imaging yeah. prayer, imaging prayer for specific needs, for guidance, physical healing, for love. And mm -hmm. it also goes into more specialty forms, including series of imaging prayers. But that's called, um, it's called Open the Floodgates by Christine Taylor. The Transforming Power of Christian Imaging Prayer. The 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 ebook, which will be in your show notes, is an excerpt of that book with links to my website and to the full length book. Perfect. But from there, I go on to the spirit. I might start calling it spiritual mentoring instead of directing, though. Some denominations are are unused to director and don't really like it. Mm. And mentor probably is is better off anyway. Um, but that will also have my website in it, which talks about my spiritual mentoring. And courses and workshops and more books and all sorts of great stuff because Lovely. this this calling, I'm so grateful for it because it's passionate, it's creative, it's mm. intimate, it's fun. It's uh, so, so beneficial. <laughs> so beneficial. And a lot of people like you have actually done a lot of parts of it quite naturally, mm. but it wasn't necessarily repeatable because you didn't know what it, it didn't know what, what I was, was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're well, supposed I'm to be doing go. it every day if you want to you can that's funny well I'm definitely gonna go check some of that stuff out because I yeah like just hearing hearing some of these dots be connected by the fact that like this process that you're explaining I've done without even knowing it I'm like oh I need I, to go deeper into this that is. That out. it's so funny so yeah and I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had that experience either like I'm sure some people listening will be having that same connection in their mind like this is what I've been doing this whole time. What is that? So yeah, well, that's been so fun. Thank you so much for sharing all this. It's oh, definitely been you. such a great conversation. I it really it. was. It's been great. Thank, oh, you. thank you. Thank you, Sarah. So good to hear from you and speak to you. Hey friend, if you loved today's episode, I want to hear about it. Let's continue the discussion in my free Facebook group. Go to sarahbeisel.com slash community and tell me what you thought. I would also love it if you took 30 seconds to leave me a review. Reviews help other women just like you find the show so they can build their communities too. 
Well, it's time for me to top off my coffee and head inside my group. I'll see you over there or back here next week. Bye.